Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Kings cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy's Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy's Stockton with locations in Stockton and Tracy. We are coming off of fun episode 118. Just last week, Ryan and I came on, talked about the Kings. Obviously, as they went into the summer league coming out of the California Classic, which we said didn't really mean much, but it was a fun conversation with everything swirling around the Kangs this offseason. You can check out that episode or any of our other episodes streaming on the Believe Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcast. Bring in my co-host, as always, Ryan. What's good? What is going on? So it's been a pretty boring week, not going to lie. No damn bets been going down, dude. Baseball's at a halt. Hockey's over. Can't even bet on the, you know, on summer basketball right now. So the summer league stuff. So uh haven't made a bet since probably the day of our last last pod. So sorry I'm not bringing those heaters and, you know, bragging about my bets. But I always got a beverage. Tonight, we're going screwdriver. I'm out of frescas. So we got vodka OJ. Not gonna lie, not feeling it. I don't know what really the is not not feeling it. Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with you. Man. I am a screwdriver guy through and through. I've been on screwdrivers since I was a young a young in. I started drinking screwdrivers at like 16. I'm a big orange juice guy, and you know the reason I like screwdrivers is because you go to these dive bars or particularly casinos. That's that's a big place because casinos use the worst fucking alcohol, you know, on the floor, and you can't really fuck up a screwdriver. It's literally orange juice and vodka. But I hear you. If you're trying to like mix a little something at home, you know, there's other things that might taste a little better. But for me, I always throw down the screwdriver because it's like you can't fuck it up. You put it down easy. You can get best. You can get kind of messed up on screwdrivers. Yeah. Rookie mistake. All right. So I've really cut back my drinking. I'm, you know, I, I had surgery last year. I remember, you know, I'm sure you guys remember me talking about this and I fell off the weight train. Right. I, I wasn't lifting as much. So um, I'm making a real effort to get back into shape and start lifting. I mean, I'm still in shape. I play basketball like three times a week, but I, uh, I started lifting again and stuff. So I haven't been drinking. So that's why there's no Fresca. And I had like a little bit of a Tito's left from like a couple weeks ago. So uh, I'll be better, though, guys. I'll make sure I stock up the Frescas for the pod only. So. Just wait till uh, basketball season. You'll be drinking plenty, dude. Watching the fucking games, dude. <laughs> I know, you know, I mean, I'm not really too big of a drinker. I try not to to drink as much, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've I was gonna pour up a little whiskey tonight, and I went in there and I realized I was out of my blocked cubes, and I'm kind of a an asshole this way. I wasn't gonna, I was not about to drink a bunch of whiskey with a bunch of crushed ice. I just could, I didn't have it in me, so I said, "Fuck it, I'm not drinking tonight." Um, you're talking about those bets, yeah? No bets for me either. 
Uh, but there are some futures coming up, Ryan. I was talking to Gus. I, me and Gus from Ziggy's were texting a little bit ago. I have a couple things from him I was going to bring up later, but uh, he was like, you know, Keegan Murray, Brook of the Year, talking about he wants to play some futures. And I know people are about that right now, and a lot of odds are coming out. So if you want to bet, uh, believe partners with Bet Online to continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Uh, find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. I can't wait to bet those. Uh, with training camp right around the corner, Bet Online has opened up odds for team wins, division futures, and of course, the Super Bowl. Um, all you need to do is head to the website on your mobile device and sign in today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code believe B L E A V to get the bonus and get into action bet online where the game starts, man. I can't wait to get on that freaking NFL betting, man. I can't wait, you, you know, cause for me, like I, I did bet a lot of basketball this last year and had a lot of fun with basketballs last year for sure. But uh, man, there's just nothing like those fucking parlays. There's nothing like those just the NFLs just does it right, man. I'm just really hoping that this year it's on the ballot. So you're seeing a lot of the fucking pro- I could, that propaganda, Ryan, floating around. No betting, no betting. Like fuck you. You don't give a shit about us. You just want to, you know. They're trying to control us, man. I want to put. I want to put. Be able to put those little fucking five dollar little parlays you know 20 leg leg, 20 leg parlays i want to be on br bets and i want to be fucking slamming 20k on some stupid bet you know that's what i want to be able to do this year yeah 100 percent. hopefully it happens dude fuck you know how cool that'd be but you know me and eric have talked about this multiple times on the pod dude we are huge huge football fans okay i like probably not supposed to say this right probably not supposed to say this we're huge Kings fans. Don't get us wrong. Obviously, we do a fucking podcast about it. Okay. But to be honest, I love the I, NFL more. Yeah. I, I love the NFL more than I love I'll the say NBA. It. And w- yeah, that's what it is. We just, we love the NFL. So, like, dude, I'm with you. I was listening today. All right. So I turned on KHDK or whatever the hell, the Sacktown Sports, whatever the 1140 now they're called. Uh, my phone for some reason wasn't connecting to my Bluetooth today. And so, anyways. I was listening and I didn't realize that the hall of fame games like August 4th, dude, I heard it today and I'm like, Holy shit. What's the date today? I don't even, and I, mean, I don't watch preseason football, but like just to see highlights on ESPN again, a football dude, Holy shit. So we are almost, you know, that September, October, November is literally prime dude, football, basketball. So I cannot freaking wait. dude. I'm so excited. Well, I do. I do love I always say there's three things. I love my wife. I love my mother and I love the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I got to say that. And you're right. I I don't think I brought this up on the podcast, but I did get that Bucks. I got the Buccaneers logo tattooed right on the thigh this year. And I did say if they win the Super Bowl, I was going to do that. So, um, you know, I can't wait for that. But it is my favorite time of the year. Right now, I'm kind of planning out. I like the fall. Like, the, you know, with my work, my lifestyle, the fall time's always a chill time. Schedule's a little more low-key. Summer's like crazy. You're traveling. You're doing stuff. I got a lot of stuff going with work. But the fall, very consistent. Um, I'm already thinking in my head, I, I, I like planning my training days around Sunday football. Those, and then coming out on, on the, in my home gym on those evenings to watch those Kings games. Um, I fucking love it. And then the betting. Oh, dude, I can't wait. I, swear, I wish you could be like this all the time. You know what I mean? But I guess we got to take a break. So that we could appreciate that we could, uh, you know, appreciate it when it comes back around, man. 100%, dude. That, hey, the red zone is the greatest invention. Okay. Like, I, dude, I literally, red zone, I wake up on Sundays, dude. 
wake up about eight o'clock. I usually go get a lift before football starts. That's the key right. though, dude. You have to tell people, Hey, you if, if you're listening to the podcast and you're like, Oh, I love sitting there too. You need a fucking lift people out there who aren't lifting, who aren't eating protein. And they think Sunday's an excuse to just be a bitch. Um, like, come on, get that lift in before you watch football. Yeah. You wake up, dude, you get that freaking lift into the gym. You come back, you get your protein shake, you take a shower and then you whip up some breakfast, dude. I usually on Sundays, I'm an eggs and bacon guy with some wheat toast. And I'll sit there at nine o'clock and I'll start turning on red zone and all that stuff, dude. I start watching all the CBS pregame, Fox pregame shit. And then 10 o'clock, dude, to literally like 430 when the games end, I don't move. And my wife is awesome. She already knows during football season, we don't make plans on Sundays, right? Unless unless it's like a mer- somebody's getting married or some big event like that. Like, hey, we're not hitting the wineries on Sunday. Sorry. Like, it's not happening. We're not going wine tasting. We're not going to the mall to go shopping. We're sitting on the damn couch for seven straight hours, and we're watching football. And, of course, the fantasy football, dude. I'm in, like, five leagues every single year. It's awesome. So, But it's we're a basketball podcast, Eric. Let's go. Yeah, people enjoy it. People enjoy the shit because, you know, it's just that time of the year. It's the Kings. The Kings are coming back. Basketball's happening. Like, all that. And, and it's a dry spell right now. So, when, when you know. When you get in a dry spell, you start fantasizing about what about the good times, man. You know what I mean? And so that's that's a little innuendo there, but you know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. Like, so I, I think people are about it. I got a player for you. Maybe hard, it may be easy. I fucking never know with you. I give credit where credit's due. You're good at this game. I think that's why we decided to play it. But like I said, before we go into the name of player, Ryan is basically undefeated at this. Um and uh, I do not tell him what's going on in advance. I I really don't. I, I want I want to see him earn it and get it in his respect, but I do want to try to get him. Like we've mentioned before, there's no bullshit going on here. Okay, so you ready for this one? This this player right here, Ryan. Um, he is a six foot nine, two hundred and thirty pound small forward slash shooting guard. He played from two thousand two to two thousand seventeen. Very long playing career. Um, he was the first pick. Sorry, first round pick, third overall in the year 2002 by Duke. All right. Here's his team. Out of Duke? Yep. Okay. So first round, third pick, 2002, 02 to 17, small forward shooting guard. Here's his teams. Golden State Warriors, Indiana Pacers, Milwaukee Bucks, Chicago Bulls, Cleveland Cavaliers, Atlanta Hawks. He won, a, he won the NCAA championship in 01. Again, six foot nine, 230. I oh, told you before, I, was like, I, th- I said, I think I fucking got you tonight because you're going to hear it. And you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Watch, you're, you're oh, going to say that. Shit, I'm in trouble. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in trouble tonight. Uh oh. Let me know if you're in deep waters. The people, the, the listeners don't want to sit here and listen to no, you. No, no, no. I know. I know. I know. Just give me, give me a second. Six, nine, 230. Oh, First team, Golden State. Was drafted, drafted by Golden State. Mm-hmm. Why can't I think about this, dude? Jason Richardson's Michigan State. He wasn't on there. Corey McGetty at a high school. It's not Corey McGetty. He didn't go to Duke. Oh, man. 01 Duke. Oh, who was on that team? Was that Jay Williams' team? Oh, my goodness. 2017, the Hawks were his last team. 
Uh, let me pull. Let me pull it up. I I would just went off this page. Yeah, g- give me the teams in order, please. Sorry, this is yeah, no problem. You might got yeah. Hawks was last team. It was Golden State, Indiana Pacers, Milwaukee Bucks, Chicago Bulls, Cleveland Cavaliers, Atlanta Hawks last year seventeen. Oh man, um, I'm gonna be so pissed. Oh, and I I'm sure there's people out there like, what an idiot, number third overall pick. Ah, dude, I don't want to give up. Oh my goodness. Can you give me one little clue? I'm not going to get it. Give me one little more clue just to let me get my ego. Fuck, dude. I can't think of it. Go ahead. Damn it. So I'm going to tell you this, Ryan. Corey Maggetti did go to Duke, but did it's not Corey, but it's not Corey Maggetti. Corey Maggetti went to Duke? Mm-hmm. I was thinking Maryland. Oh, I'm fucking up today. Yeah, he went to Duke. Should have started drinking after the game. So you, you don't know who it is? Here's, here's I, uh... the deal. Here's your clues. Here's your clues. Nah, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to fucking people are, people are to think I'm an idiot, dude. All right. Oh, it's God. it's tough, dude. It's Mike Dunleavy Jr. I knew. Fuck, dude. I, <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I told you. I said, once I say it, you're going to be fucking pissed. Damn it, dude. You said. All right. What all right, What threw me off is you, you were thinking a black guy. That's what no. threw you off. You're thinking black no, guy no, in your no, head no, the whole no, time. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. It's Duke. It was Duke, dude. I was thinking of white guys. What threw me off was you said small forward slash shooting guard in in my head. Michael Dunleavy's a small forward, dude. Like there ain't no six foot nine shooting guard. Yeah, that, that is that, that is fucking off. with you. And and I'll respect that. In the future for the game, I might just want to reference him as what we would know him as. Because, but that, you know, based on his based on his page here, that's yeah, what yeah, it no, lists him as. So that's take, all. I'll take, but I'll take the L, dude. I should have known that. It, it was, I know you should have known it. I knew you knew it. That's why I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to give you any hints because uh, if I had yeah. said if I said, oh, you know him from the Golden State Warriors, probably you'd been like, oh. No, the shooting guard. The shooting guard threw me off, dude. That, that's yeah. exactly what it was. You know the first name that came. Honestly, dude, for some reason, I just couldn't get Chris Duhon out of my head, dude. Couldn't get Chris Duhon at point guard. Like, yeah, just point guard, six foot two. Like, just for yeah. some reason, I am. But anyways, all right, let's hop into it. I suck. Yeah, you know, fuck the Golden State Warriors. It just reminds everybody that even though the Kings are in a drought, the uh, once upon a time the best franchise in the NBA right now, the Golden State Warriors, were fucking terrible our whole childhood. And this Mike Dunleavy is a player that represents that. So there's always hope for us one day. All right. Um, let's jump into a little bit of that Kang's talk, Ryan, uh, because the summer league just popped off and we didn't really, we said no summer league breakdown. We, and I'm, I stand by that. I'm not doing um, summer league breakdown, uh, but summer league did happen. And Keegan Murray did dominate to the point where he won MVP, which is whatever. I mean, um, you know, I don't know. I'll start off this round. I made a post in Kingsland this week and I said, just because, just because the contrarian I am, I, I said, Summer League means dick. That's it. That's all I said. And it, it turned into a pretty healthy uh, thread. I got people on there. One guy, new, a lot of new people in Kingsland. So I, you know, and I haven't been posting lately. So I think people like, my reputation is not really established with some people yet. Not that I'm anybody crazy, but I do. We, we do run the page, you know, but he's like, oh, you're just trash. Or he, one guy's like, you're one of the trash fans that would be hating on him, this or that. Or you're just negative. I'm like, dude, I never said shit about any player or anything. I just said the summer league means dick. So do you agree with me that the summer league means dick? Yeah. I mean, it's a crapshoot, dude. Like, let's be real. Keegan Murray's out there playing against you know, 85% of those guys out there probably aren't going to make an NBA roster. You know, a lot of them are two-way players, G League players, or a lot of them probably going to play overseas. So, yeah, it's kind of a crapshoot. 
do you like to see him come out and and play well yes of course we're not fucking hating on that but there's a big difference between joe schmo uh from kent state guarding you um you know compared to lebron james or kevin durant's length or guys like that so uh yeah summer league yeah it's cool you know i I think it gets a little hyped up because it's the summertime and there's nothing no other basketball on but uh and when you're a shit franchise like the kings anytime something anytime something goes good for you you tend to hype it up but it it means absolutely dick dude sacramento has won you know in the last few years sacramento has won a summer league championship they had the mvp last year in davion mitchell they have the mvp again obviously it doesn't translate to wins so who really gives a shit that's why i said it was and and i think part of it like i i just I just kind of threw the fucking grenade out there just to cause a stir because I like to I wanted to see where people went because I really didn't actually say anything about Keegan Murray and I didn't actually I didn't say anything about the Kings. I just said the summer league means dick and it's I like to see where people automatically were going to go with their takes and how, you know, we always say like in Kingsland there's always the great divide uh, when it comes to takes and people pick sides. And it was kind of an interesting uh, Kingsland social experiment for me to see where the sides fell. So I never really said anything about Keegan Murray, but, um, you know, I, I knew I was going to bring it up on the podcast. So if anybody ended up listening, that's what I was like, oh, I'll just explain it later. I'm not really going to fucking go back and forth. And, and, and I think that it means dick for the reasons you're saying it's you don't even have the coaches coaching staffs out there most of the guys are not nba players the schemes aren't nba level schemes you know and a couple of people ryan i thought this was interesting they tried to go hard on me like they play they play better defense someone said they play better defense in this summer league and i'm like they don't play better defense uh trying harder doesn't mean better defense like effort is not better defense like one they don't have the fucking length or the elite level of players all over the court so that's just an automatic l that you're spitting right there and then number two yeah i said trying hard like and who says nba players don't try hard? i i don't know um but i, I just think it's i think overall I, I it's difficult to really project success based off of that i looked i looked at the summer league mvps as a good example and there's a lot of guys there's a lot of guys in there that are, are solid players or really stars now, not too many, but some, but it's, it's, is it more correlation versus like causation? People are like, Oh, you know, it really gives them the confidence, you know, to, to take a leap. I'm like, I'm pretty sure like training camp preseason and like some games in the NBA will kind of fucking do that for you. I don't really think the summer league was going to be the, you know, deciding factor on this person's confidence to go out there and be an NBA player. So I, and, and someone, like I said, accused me of saying, oh, you'd be hating on him if he's playing poor. I was like, no, I, I play at both sides. And if you listen to the Kings cast, you know this. Like, I, I don't put any stock in it on on good. And I'm not really going to put stock in it bad. Now, he did go out there and pretty much put up his college averages. He did pretty much go out there and play the same style that he played in college. He showed range. He showed, So that's cool. But um, is he going to average 23 points a game in the NBA? Not even fucking close. Is he, you know, is he even going to start yet to be seen? We don't even know. So it's difficult to kind of project all that success. And that's more of the all it was. And if anybody, Ryan, we, we kind of can stand on our fucking high horse because it's pretty much me, you and a, a collective random people who were pretty much on the Keegan Murray train prior to the draft, the night of the draft and following the draft. So and we got evidence that so you can all suck my balls this year. I'm not going to be you can all suck my balls. We came on here and said Jaden Ivey 
you know, no, we don't want him, but we don't care. So I, I'm not going to be accused of hating him. So with this take, it's not even a hating take like you were kind of saying. It wasn't a hating take at fucking all. Yeah, and I, I was thinking about this the other day when you when you had posted that. I was thinking of how people were going to hate on us. And I'm like, I literally made a video for the Believe Podcast Network. It was a one-minute video of me praising Keegan Murray and how the Kings selected not only the best fit, but I believe the best player available in the draft at that time. I have a video that is 30 minutes after the Kings drafted him that went up on the, on the believe podcast networks, Twitter page. Uh, so we got motherfucking receipts. All right. But you, you brought up something. I never, I've never looked this up till right now. You were talking about it and I was typing it up. NBA summer league MVP recipients. Okay. Keegan Murray, Davion Mitchell, Cam Thomas, Brandon Clark, Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball, Tyus Jones, Kyle Anderson, Glenn Rice Jr., Jonas Valanciunas, Josh Selby, Damian Lillard. The only, let's put it out there, multi, I think it's the only all-star on that list in the last 10 years, Damian Lillard. And that's what I was saying. Is it more, is it, is it? causation like oh the summer league causes you know for oh he got the confidence because no no he maybe he was just a fucking really good player who happened to play in the summer league maybe it's that because who brandon clark you know what i mean selby we see tyus jones you know and even just take a look last year david mitchell david mitchell didn't really start in average it was like nine points a game like not the hate it's not it's just more like i think that these guys are basketball players and they're going to end up being what they're going to be in a small stint against G league players or European level players is not the time to make that decision. That's all I'm saying. Good or bad. That's all I'm saying. One guy, Ryan told me, I like the summer league better than the NBA. And, and you know, Hey bro, if that's how you feel, I, that's how I feel. I'm not going to tell you if you, you know, some people like weird shit, dude. Some people really like weird shit and I'm, and that's good for you, bro. But for me, I don't know why I said, why would you like the summer league better than the fucking NBA? Like that makes no sense. And he's like, well, you know, they liked, I think some people, bro, when it comes to sports takes, they just want to be fucking right. They want to die on that hill no matter what. And they're unwilling to, they're relentless about it. And so that's all. It's just more of a response to all the takes, but Hey, I think Kiki Murray is going to be a fucking dope. And I've been saying it. So that's why it's kind of like, uh, we're kind of in a, in a safe place to make fucking takes right now. You know what I mean? Cause we, we were about that life before anybody. We got them fucking receipts. And yeah, what are you like, oh, you guys hate. When, I don't know, do we? Yeah. Let's give credit where credit's due, Eric. You said Davion Mitchell averaged nine points per game, but in fact, he averaged 11 and a half. Let's give credit where credit's due. Yeah, you know, I I, I didn't really complete the sentence, which I do sometimes half the time on this podcast. What I'm, what I'm going to say is like throughout the season, that's kind of where he was at. The end of the season, he kind of took off. and Yeah, 18, to my 18 points per game as a starter. He started yeah, 19 so, games. Yeah, but that, a lot of those last 10 games of the year, he, he went off. Yeah, the, that's all. Correct. But my point bringing up those MVPs, you know, like I said, is a lot of those, none of those guys are all-stars in the last 10 years. The last legitimate all-star, perennial all-star was Damian Lillard. Just that's why for me, I look at the summer league and I'm like, yeah, it's great. We want to see... Keegan Murray go out there and put up what he did in college, right? Like that's kind of what you're looking for. Hey, is he shooting the three ball? Well, right. He's not making a bunch of turnovers. Is he making the correct plays and playing some defense against guys at his level? Now if he went out there and completely took a shit, right. And he shot 25% from three and he turned the ball over a lot. He wasn't, 
that's alarming, right? I, I see that more alarming. I think more harm can be done by the summer league than good in my, you know, he, he, he goes up and puts the same numbers he put up in college. He's like, Oh, great. He's not playing against the, you know, NBA players playing against guys that are at the same levels, uh, the college level. So, uh, but yeah, bringing up that MVP, man, that's, you know, I had never looked at that and I never realized that because I really couldn't even tell you, dude, I'll be honest with you. Okay. When Keegan Murray won the MVP the other day, I totally forgot that Davion Mitchell won the MVP last year. Just completely, I, I honestly, if you were to ask me a month ago who was the Summer League MVP of 2021, I would have completely drew, drew a blank. That's how much I fucking pay attention to that crap. So I was, about, I was about to say, I was going to ask you the question. I was like going to say, hey, did you watch the Summer League? Because someone asked me, do you, you, oh, I, I have an employee, a younger guy. He's he's into uh, basketball. And he he asked me that. And I go, no. And he's like, well, I'm like, it doesn't mean shit, dude. I don't care about it. And, he, and, and uh, you know, I was like, I... A couple times, I think I I turned on the YouTube. This is this is pretty much what I'll do. I I went on and watched the YouTube highlights of Keegan Murray's games just to see him get some buckets to make me just like oh ah yeah. But I didn't talk about it, and I was like oh motherfucking the truth. I didn't say that. I just like watched it and was like yeah, dude. And we you know think think my thoughts you know fucking have fun with it. But um, I'm not sitting there locked in and. Yeah, I didn't even I, I didn't even pay attention to. It. I never do. I, and we talked in the beginning of the show about the NFL, bro. I don't fucking watch the NFL preseason either. I don't watch it. I don't watch it. Like I will. It's kind of the same deal. Oh, if I happen to be sitting around, you know, I'll, I'll throw on like the first quarter to see some rookies get a little bit just to just to fuck because I need it because I'm you know I'm on a, a a dry spell right now. So, you know, but I most of the time it's just specific like the whole league itself bro there's a bunch of like the kings i don't even know had this little point guard white dude doing these little runners looking like bob Cousy. you know that ain't fine in the nba um you know i'm on twitter and all these people are talking about oh you know which prospects from the summer league are gonna make the roster you know i, I none of them maybe hopefully not hopefully the kings are good enough where they don't really need that maybe i don't know but you know what are you gonna do yeah 100 um i'm in the same boat dude i i watch you know, highlights from the summer league. Um, but I, I will say I was a big degenerate and I was betting on summer league games this year just because yeah. I didn't have shit else to do. I had no fucking idea what was going on. I just kept betting on the Kings and it worked out okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, summer league, summer league, dude. Takeaways, Keegan Murray played well against, you know, college level, overseas level, two-way contract level players. So that is good. We're excited. Can't freaking wait. He's the fourth pick in the draft. Like he probably should have. Yeah. He's fucking six nine and can score twenty three points a game in college. Okay. Yeah. He probably should have. Um. Can, can we can we change the subject? I want to talk about something that's been going going wild on on the Kingsland page on Twitter about how no active NBA player has faced the Kings in the playoffs. Did you see this? I probably knew that, but it just didn't register until this shit came out today. How fucking embarrassing, dude! It's so bad. Well, you know, kick it, kick a team while they're fucking down. I, I, I saw that though, and I was like, in my head, you know what I was doing? I was trying to fucking justify. This is how you know the Kings as a Kings fan, you have an inferiority, very, I can't say it, inferiority, inferiority complex, complex. There we go, one of those. All right, but I was like, no, nah, man. There's players in the NBA who were around that time. I was like, Donis Haslam's still playing. But I was like, they're all in the Eastern Conference. Eastern, Fuck, I know, they're all I old know. and Eastern Conference players. So That's I was like, exactly what I did. Yeah, I was like, ah, damn, we now nah, now nah, we suck. They suck. Did they um, ever? One thing that I was trying to think of is 
who did the Kings play last? Who was the last playoff series? I can't remember right now, but I was trying to think about it today when I was driving and I was like, I wonder who the last player was. That's a good trivia question, man. Who, who was, who was the player? Who was the last player to retire? Um, you know, that faced the Kings in the playoffs. I don't remember who they played because last year they made the playoffs, right? That was Kevin Martin when he hit the game winner against San Antonio. Bro, I, I'm going to tell you this right now. I just searched the last time the Kings made the playoffs, and it brought out the Los Angeles Kings. That's how much of an afterthought the fucking Kings are. <laughs> oh. It happens all the time. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I, can't, I can't remember, dude. It's been so long. That's how. Well, if only we could fucking, you know, use one of the, these machines we have to look it up. I'm having a hard time with my Google searches. I can't figure it out. But the point is, I don't know, dude. I know the Kings suck. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, no, sh- you can literally play this game. I think that it's more uh, impressive some of the weird things we did. Like, you know, you start talking about technology or, um, you know, like what you were doing in life at that time. You know, like we talked about there, there's kids who were like weren't born and now they're driving around and shit like that. That's that's more weird to me. That's how long it's been. I was, I was right. I was right. It was the Spurs. Let me go through this list. And who was the last player on that? Let's see. Probably was Tim Duncan, Brent Berry, Bruce Bowen, Tim Duncan, Michael Finley, managing Ginobili, Robert Ori, Sean Marks, Nazar Muhammad, Russian Asterovich. Remember Russian Asterovich? Fabricio Alberto, Tony Parker, Melvin Sanders, Bainham. Yeah, it was probably Tim Duncan was the last active player to face the Kings in the playoffs. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, if you if that's if you really show that up, that's a pretty good trivia question that people wouldn't get because we couldn't get it either. But um yeah, I mean the, I don't know, the Kings suck, whatever. What are you gonna do? They're, I saw I, I need to look this up. I try to look it up right now, but uh I think they're talking like 37 wins right now over under that. I don't know if that's real or if I just read that, but um well, we Man. take a there's a better than 27. We, we do a futures bet every single year, and this is probably going to be year 10 of it. We take the over no matter what every single year on the Sacramento Kings wins. Every single year we do it. We probably, uh, yeah, I don't know why. Which is, it's kind of just been a thing, dude. We've, we've done it with our buddies where we throw in 25 bucks a piece and we've always taken the over on wins. Just, it's, it's a tradition. We've got fucked a lot of years, especially the year after. After they won 39 games, remember that? I want to say the over-under was like, was it 38 and a half? The next year, and we're like, oh, dude, they moved, moved for Harrison Barnes. Like, oh, we're probably thinking 41, 42. When they went 33 or something, it was embarrassing. Well, I think the next year might have been the COVID year, so everyone's bets got fucked that year. Was that the next year? No, that was the year before. I don't know, man. Anyways, I, can't, I can't. They all blend together. I can't remember everything. Um, I want to bring up something funny. We don't have to talk, really talk about it. It's just funny. Uh, Kingslands, Jason Anderson from the Sacramento Bee. You know, it's dry out there. I know. And I know it's tough to come up with articles, but I was hella laughing, bro. <laughs> he, You know, Nemus Queta went out there. The guy, I'm going to talk about him for a quick second. The guy is physically like, he's a fucking athlete. He's a He's strong. He can jump. Does that mean he's a high-level basketball player? Probably not. You know, it doesn't automatically translate to this point. But, okay, so he went out there at Summer League. Well, there was this whole thing. Of, I guess I kind of forgot about this. Mike Brown coached the Nigerian national team. And I guess the Kings just signed a couple more Nigerians. Yeah. New hashtag for Kingsland. Jason Anderson puts 
the Kings continue with a Nigerian flavor in developing their roster. So I, I always, Jason Anderson never replies to me. I noticed, I think I'm a little bit too much. He um, fight anybody. Well, one time on Twitter, I did get him to reply about bets. I was like, you know, what's the over whatever he replied to me. And I said, you know, let me know if you want to put some action, Jason, in the DMS. I got you. I got bet online, dude. We'll get you. And he, you know, he can't do that, but yeah, I, but I put the hashtag on there and it said, uh, New New Kingsland uh, hashtag Nigerian flavor. So if you hear it a couple times this this season, that's the originating of it. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I guess the thing that sucks about the summer league is that you, and maybe that's why people were getting like all up about it. Is like it is kind of random. It's randomly placed. It's gonna be a while until we actually have basketball. Like two months, right? Yes. September, wait, October. Yeah, so a couple months. Um, yeah, I mean, Summer League, it, that's why people get hyped, right? Like you said, they, that's why people get excited. And that's what I was talking about earlier. Yeah, you know, there ain't shit else going on. But I just, dude, I don't think I'll ever be a fan of it. You know, unless the Kings, okay, say the Kings suck next year and they draft what's-his-fuck, the, the French dude, the big old seven-foot-three kid. And like... He's the number one. The Kings finally get the number one pick. I probably will. I probably would watch one game. I'd probably watch that first game and be about it. Like same thing if like, you know, when the Cleveland got LeBron James, I'm sure everybody watched every summer league game, right? This that's the only way I'd watch it. I, I don't know if I could, but hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully Sacramento doesn't have the number one pick and I never have to watch summer league. I'm going to introduce a new segment into the show, Ryan. I've never even talked to you about, but I'm going to introduce it and I'll pull it, pull it when appropriate. Um, I would say I'm going to call it Kingsland rapid fire. Some posts I saw this week will take like one minute and then we'll, and then we will, uh, uh, move to the next one. All right. One roll my antenna post, Ryan. Vladi Divac was the Jokic of the two thousands. And I said, I can't see how, so that's one take out there. That guy participates a lot. I was like, I said, he was, who was it again? Royal, Royal Montana on Kingsland. And I, I said, he was. Uh, one part of him, an itty bitty little baby single part of him, just because he passed out of the high post. Like, that's literally it. And I looked yeah. in the 2000s because Vladi, man, there was another post on there. Vladi gets a lot of, uh, you know, fan favorite shit just because the era, but really, like, Vladi was 11, 7, and 3 in his six years to the Kings in the 2000s. And then those last year in the 2000s, he was 2, 2, and 1 for the Lakers. So I was like, I'd say hardly. So there was that. And then there was another one, like, will we'll Sabonis, you know, have a chance to become the best center of in King's history. I was like, dude, Boogie was fucking good, and people yeah. forget that. Prime people Boogie forget that. Pri- prime Boogie. He he's yeah. Pri- prime Boogie, honestly, yeah, he plays on shit teams. But you talk about a talent level. Prime Boogie's pr- might be the best talent in the Sacramento era, dude. And I I would I would back that up, dude. I, I would go to battle without anybody on that. The best talent, dude. Just on shitty teams, I know people would be like, well, what about Weber? What about Mitch Richmond? Yeah, that's all great and all, but Boogie was a legit seven-footer, dude, averaging like 28 and 12. Like, it, it was, he was just an ab. You go watch his fucking highlights, dude. An absolute specimen. Obviously, they didn't win very many games, and he got hurt, and people hated him because of the attitude, but we talk about pure talent. Fucking Boogie, dude. Yeah, there was... Um, there was- yeah, they said random. That's it. Random, random stuff pops off. Okay, another one. All right. Um, people said biggest bust out of the two. Ryan they said Ben McLemore or Jimmer Fredette. I said Ben McLemore, and here's why. I said Jimmer Fredette 
everyone knew Jimmy Fredette was going to probably have a difficult time translating to the NBA. People said that. And at the time it was, it was more of a, like a ticket sale pick than it was the most logical pick. Whereas Ben Mackmore motherfuckers literally said Ray that Allen. dude was going to be Ray Allen. And I'm like, so for me, Ben Mackmore, very, that was a that very, was very notable people, dude. There was guys, I remember listening to KHDK at the time and they were talking about Ray Allen comparisons, but you got to look at it for, for what it is. Okay. One guy's still in the NBA. The other guy made it, what, 150 games, maybe. Like, Ben McElmore is still in the NBA. So, for me, uh, you know, just picking off that, I have to go. I, I have to go for debts a bigger bust. Just the guy just didn't play. He didn't even make it five years, dude. Like, it, it is what it is, you know? Yeah, I, I get I get your logic there. Um I'm gonna put I'm gonna put put it out there a couple things that are on the horizon. The off season's long, like, and sometimes there's just we've talked about sometimes there's shit's just dead, but we always have takes, okay? And some of the things we always say we're gonna die on hills and something in place I've been going lately on little debates. I'm gonna bring it up. I think we gotta dedicate an episode or two to some of these takes, all right? I'm feeling some type of way about Harrison Barnes this offseason. I'm kind of getting to the point. I'm going to shout out Vignesh. He listens to the podcast. He made a long post about Harrison Barnes this week. And he, he, I felt we deserved to, uh, to give them the opportunity, Ryan, to talk about this because he did tag you and I, and, and it's mostly from you. You said uh, it's your language, I guess, that the Kings in the past haven't had the luxury of having um, Harrison Barnes on the roster just because they, they play him in a more prominent role than maybe he's, capable of and they're paying him kind of close to that and that's part of the reason the kings have maybe been short is when they rely on guys who not quite are there and ask them to be that guy and so that's where your take and i my take in agreement with you has been like the kings don't have the luxury to sit on this guy on your roster right um but he made the, the point that fi- he vignesh said that finally the kings do have the luxury of having Harrison Barnes on the roster. And it's going to be interesting because I think the Kings in the heart of hearts would like to flip him to get something, but I don't think it's, it comes down to, are you, are you going to get some talent in return? He very well may end up on the roster. He get traded the deadline. He could be on there the whole year. I don't really know, but I can tell you that like, he has frustrated me to this point and I'm still kind of at a point now where I'm kind of like, I, I don't know. I, at some point, I, I would like them to trade it, but I don't know if that trade's out there. So I wanted you to just kind of throw your take out there since we got the tag in it. Yeah, I I still don't think that they have the luxury of having a guy like Harrison Barnes in there. I think they need, um, you know, I think they're still a, a year away from that. I, I think you need to see what Keegan Murray has before you can start saying that they have the luxury of a guy like Harrison Barnes on the roster. My biggest issue with Harrison Barnes is he, you know, he does, he, he's a really good NBA player. He does everything okay, but he doesn't have that, like we talked about, that elite quality that can really, you know, make teams adjust the way they play, right? Um, and then my second, my second take on that guy is the Kings have gotten worse since he showed up, right? Like people forget, dude, Sacramento was on the brink, dude. They made that wild season where they won 39 games. They bring in Harrison Barnes at the deadline, and they have the shittiest march in the history of NBA basketball. They really did. They were at a chance for the first time in 14, 15 years to make a playoff run, and they took an absolute shit the moment Harrison Barnes showed up in the in, in a Sacramento Kings uniform. Now, 
you're going to cut the guy a break, obviously, right? New team, uh, new system, guys had to learn how to gel. But when you bring a guy and you pay a guy that much money, you're expecting this guy to kind of take that role. And there was like that year, his second year, what he averaged 14 points per game. It's like, you can't have that, dude. You can't have that for as much as people want to talk about, oh, Harrison Barnes, he's this, he, you know, he does, he plays defense. He does this, he does, you know, at the end of the day, the guy averages 16 and, you know, five, six plays okay defense, I guess. I don't know why people say he's he plays good defense. It's okay. I, I don't know how you play great defense when you're on a shit, the worst defensive team in the NBA. But, you know, all this being said, I don't hate Harrison Barnes. I just think that Sacramento could get some value with him. And, you know, they could upgrade a little bit. I really do. I, 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 think, I think Keegan Murray, honestly, a lot of people think he's a four. I think there's no reason why Keegan Murray can't play the three. Right. I, I think it's easier to upgrade the four position. We're obviously at a lack of wing players, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I still don't think they have the luxury of keeping him. Uh, I, I don't, I think they should move him. Um, I don't think they're going to. So, but we'll see if they suck at the all star break. Harrison Barnes is first one gone, correct? Well, that's, that's why I kind of start off the take where it's so frustrating, but there's more to it. And I got to be honest about how there's more to it. And, and I kind of feel where you feel. And I don't, I think at this point, where the Kings are at, if you look, and this is why they like, I agree with you about, yeah, about the take, because it, if you think about it, if you list right now, like gun to your head, who's going to be the top three King scores, it's going to be Fox, Sabonis, and then everyone's going to put Harrison Barnes. So that, that means that you're relying on that guy to, to score. So if you really rely on him to score and the role he's going to be in, especially when you have other players now, what are we talking? You're, you know, what are we talking this year at 15 points? 16 points, maybe? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think he even will. I think he averaged 16.1 last year. Yeah. You know, hot take, and I'm going to come out here and say it right now. I think there's a real chance Davion Mitchell averages more points than he does. I think that is kind of that I, is kind of a hot take. You no, know, I, I think there's a real chance this year. I think Harrison Barnes is going to go back to that 14-15 range with Keegan Murray being there. I think Davion Mitchell can average more points than him. I, I really do. I, I, I really believe that. I think Davion Mitchell's he's gonna be the sixth man. He's gonna get the minutes. He's gonna get the shots. You know, I, I don't think it's a stretch to say that Davion Mitchell can average more points than Harrison Barnes this year. I really don't. Yeah, it's a it is a hard take, but I, I kind of get your logic there. Okay, something I'll say that Ryan is that uh okay. If we talk about he just kind of does everything as average. The wing defender is the most important. Not as most important because that's that's hyperbolic. Okay, it's one of the most important parts to a, having a successful team, and you kind of have to have one it to be a good team. Versatility of lineups, man. That's what we yeah, always said. That's always been our thing, right? So for me, I kind of look at it now, and like his scoring isn't really needed when you have Herder, Monk, Mitchell, Murray, Sabonis, Fox, pretty much eating up a lot of that. They don't need him for scoring. They really don't need him at all for that. So for me, I'm kind of getting to a point, and this is where I've been. All off season, and I said we can elaborate more, but I, I'd like to see a trade from even if it's just a, a, a higher level defensive specialist, a lanky guy who who really is a is a is a defensive three four who kind of allows them to play more versatile lineups. Um, that's more what I'd favor. I, I'm okay with the lack of scoring, and again, I don't I don't care about leadership. I don't care about that type of stuff. I don't think about that stuff as a fan, man. I want I'd rather get a high level defender. Yeah, um, now that things have been blown up in, U- in Utah, the possibility of Donovan Mitchell leaving and all that stuff there, um, 
one of the guys that I was, and I was in the same thought process as you, there was talks about Utah making moves, trying to improve the roster. Utah's a team that with Gobert and Donovan Mitchell could have used Harrison Barnes, right? Like that's a team that's like, they play good defense. They, you know, he would have fit in plug and play type of guy for them. I was looking into just, you know, just, you know, I'm always doing the scenarios in my head, a guy like Royce O'Neal. That's a guy who I was like, okay, that could have been a move for Sacramento um, to, you know, a guy that could come in, he could play the four, he could play the three, he's a defender. And, you know, knowing that, knowing that looking back now and knowing that we're going to get Malik Monk and Kevin Herter, that's the type of player that I think you're talking about right there that, that could have helped. But um, I, I did think about that and I, and I'm in totally agreement with you, dude. I, I think that they could really benefit from a defensive wing, a guy who, like I said, has that elite quality, right? Like you, it, it, you're more beneficial having a guy with that one elite quality than a guy like Harrison Barnes, who you said, we don't really have to rely on a scoring no more. So why not go get a guy who maybe rebounds better or defends better? And usually I'm, I'm not really like, this isn't where I go with my takes because I'm all about valuing assets and that I'm okay. Quote unquote downgrading. Okay. And not in, in getting rid of Harrison Barnes for more of a specialist to lose a scoring or losing yeah. some of that stuff he brings, because I think there's other parts on the roster that, can kind of make that. And I think the Kings would be better defensively for it, which, you know, and I think Kevin, Kevin Horder has a real opportunity to be, to get out there and play a lot of minutes. I mean, he played a lot for, for Atlanta and they were a good team. He could shoot. He, so it's, I don't, you know, offensively, I'm not worried about that, but yeah. there's also the, there's also the whole thing about the cap and, and the cap is, is important and he does make that much money. And so, um, you know, I, I, like you said, I kind of take all, I've taken all things in can, into consideration over the years. Now there was a, a, not this past year that passed Ryan the year before where everyone out there was all about trading Harrison Barnes at the deadline, but they were in the form of tanking. And for us, we were like, no, we didn't support that because we felt like we wanted to see the Kings just play together for some time and with some continuity. And I stand by the position that they took at that time. Um, but I think they're at a point now where the roster can handle uh, they can handle the loss and, and, and the money and, and, and get the specialist and free it up and just kind of go in a different direction. Because like you said, um, they haven't been better for it. And I think that's a misconception because anytime I've talked about Harrison Barnes on the Kingsland, that's what I get. And I'm like, no, if you look at it, they actually have not been better with him. They actually have been worse. So, um, you know, I, I think I think that's more to be seen. And there's a couple more things I think this offseason. I'm really looking forward to things get closer and people start heating up. I'm looking at what kind of hills we're gonna have done this year. But hey guys, we appreciate you listening in. If you ever want to interact or be a part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. Shout out to Vic Nesh for that. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Or I'm sorry, Twitter and Facebook at Kingscast Eric and at Kingscast Ryan, where we're active, um, including our group Kingsland, which we referenced. If you want to support Kingscast, please slide down after the show and give us a five-star review. We did see one person give us a one-star review. You got to be hating. I mean, two stars, but one star, that's hating. Um, so five stars, it helps us reach more Kings fans just like you. So with that, uh, for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings. Kings.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.